0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off In The S Is A Podcast, focusing on the IMS WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show... The 2022 running of the Rolex 24 hours exceeded 60 cars for the first time since 2014. With even higher levels of interest from teams for the 2023 edition, with even more interest in the 2023 edition, it begs the question... Is there enough space for everyone? Entries opened for the 61st running of the legendary season opening IMSA race back on October 11th. And now, just less than a month after opening up those entries, IMSA's already cautioning competitors that there may not be enough space for everyone on the grid. IMSA president John Doonan had this to say, It's a nice problem to have, frankly. We've seen a tremendous amount of momentum for the sport, for IMSA, and all of the fans of IMSA, and I think 2023 is not going to be any different. Even compared to a year ago at this time, we've had another lift in interest from competitors wanting to run the Rolex 24 and the WeatherTech Championship season as a whole. New cars aside, it's a really special time for the sport. The good news is not one class can be singled out in terms of the momentum and the growth that we're seeing. LMP2 has seen a lot of interest in the last couple of seasons in particular, some teams that have traditionally competed in Europe are interested in coming to the North American market. LMP3 in a similar manner has attracted an entry number that's in sort of a sweet spot. You add up all of those and that's probably half your Rolex grid, with the other 50% GT cars. Now, let's just take a step back here and see where the additions really are going to be coming from to the grid this year. And we're going to start off with the obvious addition here and those GTP cars. So, of course, the GTP category is going to be new for IMSA in 2023. Um, This comes at the subtraction, though, of the DPI cars from the grid. Um, But one of the bigger areas of growth that is actually expected to come isn't in that GTP class. It's Actually, in the LMP2 category, where there's, as mentioned by John Doonan in the quote, there are European teams, and in particular... Teams from the World Endurance Championship who competed in the LMP2 Pro-Am category that are looking for a place to run. You see, this past summer, the World Endurance Championship they made the decision to remove the Pro-Am category ahead of the 2023 season. This Pro-Am category mandated that a bronze-rated driver was part of the roster, and now the teams that did race in this Pro-Am category with that bronze driver are turning to IMSA as an alternative. Graham Goodwin of Daily Sports Car has an updated article that currently lists four additional entries that are seriously considering coming over to Daytona for the Rolex 24 and perhaps some of them for the other Michelin Endurance Cup races. Another category that you can look at here is LMP3 and the growth that it has had in its first couple of years. Uh, In 2021, it featured seven entries, growing by two in the 2022 running of the event. Now, it's worth noting that the LMP3 category, this is a non-championship point scoring race for them, so perhaps might be an easier one for them to cap some of the entries on. And then I think really one of the biggest factors uh, in all of this that that kind of sometimes gets overlooked here is the GT categories and some of the growth that we've seen since there's been the Switch. Uh, Not necessarily in IMSA because they've been running them for a few years now. Uh, but in some of the other racing categories around the world and that GT3 spec car that you can take and run pretty much anywhere in the world, um, that category has seen this pretty significant uh, increase in interest as well uh, with teams from all over the world now coming over to race with the with the switch over to GTD Pro and there being essentially no limit on uh, driver categorization and driver license levels uh, that can be in those cars is. Certainly brought on a lot of interest to the GT categories as well. And then another GT specific addition here um, is going to be with those GT3 spec cars from Porsche, Ferrari. There's an Evo update from Lamborghini. Um, they're all eligible, of course, to join GTD and GTD Pro and all of those three manufacturers, they want to have a significant presence on the grid this year. You know, this is a this is a big deal for them rolling out a brand new car. It doesn't happen every day. And um, they want to make sure that they have as competitive a stable car and drivers on the grid and maximize their opportunity at a good finish. Now, taking all of these into account here, IMSA said if they need to cap the entry list for Daytona, it is going to be the full-time teams and manufacturers from previous years that will be given top consideration, following by new teams that are willing to enter the full-season efforts for the WeatherTech Championship. And then secondary to that will be part-time entries and consideration will be given to those who have competed previously on a part-time basis. Uh, So, Even if it's just the Michelin Endurance Cup, perhaps just the WeatherTech Sprint Cup. And then uh, the final priority will be given to new part-time entrants and historical IMSA event participants. So we're going to, it's going to be very interesting to see how this is going to come into play with so many European teams becoming interested, not only on the LMP side, and but also on the GT side. And how that's going to play into things. Now let's just do some quick math here on where some of these extra entries are coming in. So there are nine entries that are expected in the GTP category versus seven DPI entries in 2022. So a two card difference doesn't seem like, uh, seem like much off the bat, but when you consider that the grid was full in 2022, going to be interesting to come up with those two spots. Putting a conservative estimate on LMP2, I it sounds like they're going to be in and around the 10 to 12 mark in LMP2s versus the 10 mark that they had in 2022. And again, there's a lot more, I guess, assumptions that are being made in that. But I think it's safe to say that lots of the established LMP2 teams are going to be staying. And it does sound like the there's significant interest for LMP2 European teams to make the trek over. So I think an addition of two sort of in that area is probably safe. LMP3 is an interesting one. They had nine entries in 2022, and I think I could see them keeping that number the same in 2022, but maybe depending on what the entry levels are in some of the other divisions, maybe they ke- maybe they keep it the same. I could also see them reducing it, and perhaps reducing it to just be only the teams that are entered on a full-time basis. Uh, last season, there were only, I believe, eight entries that competed in the full season IMS WeatherTech calendar, so limiting to that might save an entry or two that you could perhaps hand over to the. GTP category. And then the remainder of the field kind of falls to the GT categories. GTD and GTD Pro. Not gonna nickel and dime on how many entries we could see in each one of those, but IMSA stated that around 30 are half the field being LMP cars and around half the field being GT cars is kind of the happy medium it sounds like they want to be in so that leaves around 30 entries in the GT categories this will be down from the 35 that they had in 2022 so it kind of makes me wonder will we see so we know that there's going to be some teams that don't return to the grid this year um, but will we per, potentially see some of these new factory uh, cars some of these new Lamborghinis maybe Ferraris maybe some of the Porsches just not being able to make it on the grid because there's too many teams that are trying to enter. Now, I've seen some comments, some conversations take place recently, where, you know, fans are are talking about, you know, how could this be resolved for the future? How could we make it so that 70 teams, if 70 teams want to race in the Rolex, how could we make that happen? Well, seen a few interesting proposals one of them being a qualifying type race uh we see this every year in nascar uh for their crown jewel race that's also at daytona the daytona 500 uh they have two races uh that they they use to determine some of the final starting positions of uh of the grid now could this work Theoretically, sure. You could have it so, you know, the last maybe two or three spots in each class, maybe with the exception of the GTP category and GTD Pro, but any of the Pro-Am categories, maybe you have it so the last two, three, four spots of those uh, drivers have to race their way into if you're not locked in from being an entrant in the previous season or whatnot. But I could also see this not working out. And I think it's important to remember here in this case, NASCAR, lots of those teams could I see this working? Sure, but I'm not really a big fan of it and i and this is this is why I think it's really important to remember that especially those pro am divisions that are in sports car racing and in IMSA, they're built on gentlemen drivers and gentlemen drivers bringing series cash to the table to be able to race and to be able to support these teams. If you make this proposal to a gentleman driver, hey, let's go and enter this race. We're going to have to spend all this money to get the car there. We're going to have to do a week of testing. We're going to have to do all of these things. But now we have to race our way into the field. And guess what? We're not guaranteed a spot. If we don't make it, if something out of our control even happens, then we're going to be going home and all this money that you're going to be forking out is going to be for naught. I really think that's something that IMSA wants to try and avoid here. They want to make sure that they're not discouraging any gentleman drivers from bringing money and, you know, bringing that into the sport because at the end of the day, they really need it. Um, So I I can't see this qualifying type race like NASCAR has uh, going forward. Another option, doubling up the pit stalls. Now, this is something that you hear about it from time to time in some large endurance races. But I think this is going to be a tricky one to make work in IMSA. Now, there are forms of motorsport that, you know, teams, the uh, highest levels of motorsports where teams share a pit stall. For, for F1 is the first one that comes to mind, of course, where teams, the same team cars share the same pit stall. So it means that they can't, sometimes they have to do um, double stack pit stops. Uh, which is not something that they currently have to worry about right now in IMSA. Um, I believe it's also present in the uh, V8 Supercars series, at least for the Bathurst 1000 when they do have some additional cars on the grid. Don't quote me on that one, though but I just don't know if I see this working out that well for uh, for IMSA. There's a few logistical kind of issues that I think they'd have to get over. Uh, first of all, the, just the way that IMSA pit stalls are assigned, it's uh, an alternating order between a GT team and a prototype team. Um, but then another caveat within that, especially for the GT teams, if they have two, so for instance, Vassar Sullivan, they have two entries, uh, they get stacked right beside each other on pit road. So both of the It's easy access for the crews. Everybody's all together. It just makes sense. But it's still overall alternating from prototype team, GT team, prototype team, GT team. If you go now to doubling up pit stalls, how do you determine who gets doubled up on? Do you just automatically start putting a GT team in a prototype team's pit stall, maybe other than the GTP car's? Because one of the things that IMSA has said is that these GTP cars with the hybrid uh, aspect to them, they are likely going to want to give them a little bit more space on pit road. So do you start doubling up, you know, GTD teams maybe with with the LMP3s and the LMP2 teams? Sure, that's a possibility, but... But look on pit road, there is a lot of gear for just one team on there, and we're not just talking about you know the pit boxes, the tires, the fuel. There are entire sections of bodywork that are there. You uh, tools of all kinds. You know, if you have to bring two teams worth of gear and have it all be easily, easily accessible uh, on pit road for both of these teams then that's going to be difficult to do and then what happens you know if if two cars get in a an accident together and they're sharing pit stalls they both need to come down at the same time obviously that's going to that's going to pose some pretty significant problems i just think there's a lot of hurdles to get over here that i don't think imsa is going to be interested in 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 trying to overcome to make double stacking of pit stalls work in the last way well could just be removing the LMP3 category outright. I mean, it's been talked about plenty over the last, you know, six or so months ever since the GTP hype has really started picking up and we've started to realize, hey, these are the car numbers we're going to be looking at next year. Like, what do we need to do? And you kind of thought that they might be setting up for that when they introduced the VP Racing Fuels, uh, the sports car challenge with the, the GT4 and these LMP3 cars you kind of thought like oh, okay is this the time is this the time where we're going to see LMP3s removed it's i don't think it's going to happen this year i think it's getting too late to announce that um but i think it's seriously going to be considered going into the 2024 edition of this race you just think about there's going to be more customer GTP teams that are going to be on the grid you know thinking about it You know, if we're going to have potentially nine entries on the grid this year, there's probably no reason why we couldn't have, you know, 13, 14, 15 GTP entries on the grid for 2024... And that's not even to mention the new Corvette and the new Mustang GT3 cars that are also going to be on the grid for that edition. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, removing the LMP3s kind of makes the most sense, Uh, not for the 2023 edition, but for the 2024 edition and beyond, perhaps. Have them transition to the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge. And, uh, and have them race there, and then you can have the GTPs, LMP2s, if depending on what the hiss, the future of that holds for them, and then of course the two GTD classes racing in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. But what do you think? What do you think IMSA can do to solve the grid capacity issues at Daytona? Let me know in the comments below or on Twitter at OffInTheSs. That's going to wrap this one up, though, but make sure before you go that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app to never miss an episode. You can also follow along and interact with us on Twitter at Off in the S's or on YouTube at Off in the S's. Once again, though, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go Off in the S's.